Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, how long gone? Uh, Saturday, beautiful Saturday afternoon here in in Atlanta. Uh, we're, we're having to do this because of Jason's busy DJ schedule, which is fine by me. How do you feel about it? Not great. I mean, it's it's pre nine a.m. on a Saturday. I was really tired yesterday. So what were you tired? Late morning sleep. What were you tired from? In. I just had a long day. Just a long day. I feel you. Massive gym sash. <laughs> massive jump skipping sash. Mm-hmm. Dude, some I, I mounted a TV on a wall, ran a bunch of errands all over town. And the day before, I was still recovering from hanging out with my family and my wife's family on the same day. <laughs> well, I think that the it was tough. The mental exhaustion and the physical exhaustion, you know, when those two things link up, it can be dangerous, even for a big fellow like you. I know. Well, you know, so even, you gotta yeah, you, yeah. you gotta watch that. Yeah, I was talking about it with with Carolyn yesterday about she was like, we both of us were like zapped so fucking just yeah yeah, just like what the hell's going on i'm so fucked so tired and then i was like think about it yesterday we did the three most tiring things you could ever do number one hung out with your family even if you like your family (laughs) hung out i hope you i hope you said hung out with your family to her not your i mean that's also the thing we hung out with your family you know how that is (laughs) Well, I grew up watching movies and everyone would make jokes and complain about my your your in-laws. It would be like, oh, I got to hang out with my mm-hmm. in-laws. It's pure hell. But to me, I've always found that like hanging out with your own family is more stressful than hanging out with anyone else's family because any, everyone else's family is, is normal, but you're just so hypersensitive about all their idiosyncronicities or whatever. Um, so doing that driving in traffic like sitting on the 405 to the 5 to the 105 to the 110 to the 91 you know for three hour three four hours in a day maybe maybe more sure sure so even if you're just you're just sitting there listening to how long gone joe rogan bill moore call her daddy <laughs> sure, sure you know trying to listen to the last sure, episodes yeah, yeah. of emrata's podcast before it gets swiped off of apple and spotify oh god tragic tragic and then the third we went to the beach in between hanging out with the families. So baking under that warm California sun, even though you're just laying there reading of course. the Paris Review or whatever it may be. Uh, Izzy Wood re- uh, recommended a book that I read that uh, the the average amount of words that I can understand, the comprehension level is not high. So yeah, when you, when, you, struggle, when, you, but when you sent me that, I was shocked that that was your choice. And I, I should have realized it was a suggestion from someone. <laughs> Uh, and you didn't just kind of go to your local bookseller and pick that one up. <laughs> no, okay. I got it right here. It's called Myth <laughs> Mythologies, the complete edition in a new in a new translation from Roland Bar- Bartes. Yes. French. Yes. Yeah. It's it's French guy. it's actually insane. When you sent a picture of that to group chat, I I, I thought you might have been kidnapped. 
Um, I thought maybe some intellectuals had gotten a hold of you and they were so. Kind of so po- you've read this book, so you know about this book. Oh, I mean, I haven't read it. I had know about it, but I don't have any interest in reading it. Right, because right. it's fucking boring. But it's a classic. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, she she recommended it to me after reading the the Noma the Noma piece that I wrote. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, she just so it was, she found was, some similarities and through lines with our thinking critical writing style i don't yeah sure that's a very nice compliment and and um i i wonder if she meant it or if she was gassing you up but either way it got <laughs> you it got you to flip the pages of something maybe you wouldn't flip before and i like this for you i think it's good no it's good i mean she's just like when you're doing your soul cycle or whatever crank it up a notch and that's what yeah, i'm doing no, it's for like, sure I, I don't get better at reading by just if I just keep reading my young adult that's true. stuff, yeah, you know, true I need to expand. <laughs> if I keep <laughs> if I if I don't branch out from the Goosebump series, I'm never going to get smarter. And this exactly. is what I had to do. So it hasn't been uh, an easy transitional period into you know these translations from this French philosopher born in uh, over a hundred years ago. Yes, yeah, yes. It's it's yeah. It's giving. It's giving. Yeah, it's giving. Eighteen hundreds. What I what I do like <laughs> in which I it is giving turn of the century um, and not <laughs> and not the one that we experienced. Um, but it it reminds me of uh when when you're watching maybe like a period film or television show, even though they use these antiquated words and phrases and like kind of silly sounding Victorian speak sometimes, um, I've noticed that they really speak with this efficiency where nobody says any sort of like, nobody speaks in these like metaphors or analogies or what, you know, anything mm, like that. It's just it's direct, like, direct speech. It's just so, it's refreshingly direct of like, you feel like this because this thing happened and there's no beating around the bush. There's no therapy speak. There's no vibes. There's no, it's giving. It's just like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's true. And they, it's summarized in such a way with like four words where you're like, damn, like you just delivered this amazing point or sentiment or feeling or emotion in a way that people do not use uh do not do anymore in in my current life at least with the uh, i i don't know if you road scholars that i associate with i guess you haven't seen roland's uh tiktok but he kind of he's changed up a little bit since he wrote this so that's something to think about (laughs) yeah his you know i mean i just his older stuff was more (laughs) bussing his older stuff he's like hey guys what's up i know my older stuff was more bussing but (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think that this is. I think that's a good takeaway from that. From that though, because actually, I just finished a book I really liked as well, called "The Late Americans," and it's just kind of like a how late are they? A little bit of a coming of age, um, but but based in Iowa City because they all go to school there. This hap- This has happened to me a few times where I pick up a book at McNally and I read the synopsis. I'm like, all right, this sounds good. I'm gonna buy it, and then it is a gay stuff book. Um, and I don't know if they find me or not. I mean, this is a gay stuff book that is um, a finalist for the book. I don't, Booker I don't, I've Prize. never heard of that uh, that literary category before. It's, it's gay stuff book. I like gay stuff books. They don't have it at the barn. They don't have that section of the Barnes and Noble in Orange County. It's more of a progressive kind of you know city mm. thing. You know, but no, yeah, they they you, have it at the at the Barnes and Noble <laughs> in Orange County, but it's usually uh, they do it every every night at sundown. 
They get an oil barrel and they fill it up with all of these books. Yes, okay. They pour okay, a little okay. uh, propane or gasoline or whatever, and we light them. They kind of get it moving. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's just I find my I I'll get I'm reading this you know I read this book and then I'm like oh this guy, okay so these these guys are um this he's gonna fuck a construction worker in the woods and I'm gonna read all about it um and that's it's but it's so well done <laughs> extra extra read all about it yeah it's it's so it's so well done it, I, I, it doesn't matter you know. It's interesting you say that because you we, we, we live in our digital age where we're we're buying and consuming things that we see on the internet and I talk about this foam roller and next thing you know it appears on my Instagram story ads and this mm -hmm. thing you know and mm -hmm. Amazon has a pop up and Drudge Report has it all there. But you living in New York City is the original physical algorithm <laughs> yes. where it's like you are going into this bookstore that has been served to you by the hood and you're somehow compelled to just keep going in the direction of these things and uh these algorithms were created by fellow new york city gays and it's like yes. such that cool organic connection that you have with your community that is lost that you can really only get in such a walkable city as them hatton well them hatton is very walkable that's the reason i love it but i think that the it's a super walkable city i think you guys are gonna like it <laughs> have you have you guys checked it out it's super walkable but the <laughs> the real thing that is interesting about bookstores and why they should continue to exist um and they're important and you should not buy books from amazon if you can absolutely help it mm -hmm. which is i know sounds crazy for me to say but i truly live by that yeah 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 but the um but it's it's the the kind of staff selections t table and and area at a bookstore is is the most important the best way to find something besides like a friend recommending sure you know yeah 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 um and that obviously you know that that does not exist online in the same way so I try I mean, to I'm, hit I'm sure there's like Woody Allen scenes involving this I know that there's scenes involved there's like a, a Seinfeld episode involving that at the bookstore. I mean, sorry, at the at a, at a video store. Yeah, video store, sure. And I was I was actually un unfortunately just listening to a podcast with uh, with Neil Brennan, but he had Jamila Jamela Jamila Jamula on. Wait, the 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 crazy woman who's married to James Blake, the actress, James Blake's chick. Yeah. Why would he have? She's like a known. They're they're like close friends. They're close friends. Jesus, that's some that's some Hollywood weird bullshit. Where Neil Brennan should know better than that. She's. A kook. I think it was funny because he was explaining the origin story of how they met, and he, in more or less words, was like, "This chick came to my comedy show, and she was laughing a bunch, and was like trying to hang out with me after, and like low key, I thought I was gonna be able to fuck, but then she's like, oh, my boyfriend's James Blake, <laughs> and he's like, who's that?'" And then she like okay. showed him the thing, and then he was like, "Ah, oh, damn it." Okay. okay, that's a cool story. That's a that's a cool, which story. is a cool story. But she she was talking about how she when the best job she's ever had in her life was working at a video store, you know, mm. as a you know early twenties type of shit. Yeah, yeah. You know how she yearns for that being able to see that connection of people of a Saturday night, and you have nowhere to go, you're you're alone, and you go and you're browsing some film, and you meet a, a guy or a girl or a a non-binary folks in some aisle, and you're looking at the same. Oh, hey, I saw that movie. I saw that thingy, and you know, and you, and you start spark up a convo, and you you can you could start a whole new life. You can meet your your next future husband or wife. Yeah, you, yeah. Bonding over this one specific thing, and that could be a, a book as well, if not you know, more so than a you film. You guys, sure. yeah, you guys hit. You guys are like, damn, 
You haven't seen Jurassic Park? Let's go back to my place. Yeah, that's how she's it, like. That's well, I have love. one question: Do you have a projector or is it a flat screen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need to know. I'm a little bit of a cinephile, and quality matters. So I would love to know, like, how you consume films. Yeah, I mean, how much do you care about the art form? But the problem is, projector dick is probably more bomb than no than regular TV dick, right? Projector projector dick is similar to saggy beanie promoter dick. I think, and that's no offense to you. Um, I, I think that it's it's a it words, feels words like, have actions, Chris. Words <laughs> words can harm. I just I feel you to know like that. It, I feel like projector energy is is it's too obvious that if you if you have a projector, every chick that comes over knows she's the hundredth chick that month. You know what I'm saying? That's the projector vibes. Wait, but like, that you ain't special if, if you um, if you look down upon. Uh, a strong and healthy sex life then yeah that could be a turnoff but <laughs> yeah. for me no. it's like <laughs> oh you got a projector you must be great at sucking dick you okay you must be good yeah i guess that i guess that's one way to look at it i just always found the projector to be i, I don't know why it bothers me so much but i always just found it to be one of like the lamest things you could do i know why well a, a lot of people like it because it and i understand this like the the some people just don't like the way TVs look in the room, which I understand. Like, that's fine. Yeah. But the the idea then is that you put a piece of art in that place, you know, whatever. But having just the giant wall be blank so you can project mm -hmm. your films from time to time after you after your after you re up your Criterion subscription, <laughs> it just seems like that's also kind of an eyesore, but just in a different way. To me, the the projector instead of the TV. Reminds me a lot of water bed instead of regular bed. Oh, yes, yes. Someone's dude, yes, big brother good. has one, and you think it's really cool until you use it for like more than a week, and you're, and then you realize, yes. like, oh, yeah. Yeah, th there's a reason this didn't replace the original because it, it's not that good. There's, there's a reason, like, this massage chair at the, at the airport is nice. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But there's a reason why most, People get massages from other humans. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. The sharper image chair for three thousand is is not is not going to hit as hard as the human hand. Also, Carolyn's mom just got herself one of those for her birthday. A massage chair. Yeah, but one of those like turned up gnarly ones, you know, that has like like the lights change color, look like a Tesla type shit. Those things don't go hard enough for me. Like they're just kind of like a tickle. Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, you know. And they're ugly as hell. Sometimes you don't have another set of hands on you at all times. Sometimes you got to That's true. Use something that involves batteries or it plugs into the wall. I mean, that's why I don't even I don't even have the Herman Miller Aeron chair cuz it's I, I love the way it feels. It's the best chair for working, but I just cannot I hate the way it looks. It just doesn't look good. That's that's the uh it's the Crocs of chairs, huh? Kinda, yeah. Cause if it I love it and the and I I've had a couple in my life and it's just when I had like an office, it was fine. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you put it in the house, I don't know, it just feels weird to me. Well, maybe that's because it doesn't belong in a setting that's not an office, if you ask me. Well, sure, but I think that like it's still I feel like it's when it's tucked under a desk and it feels like an office vibe, mm -hmm. it should work. You know what uh, I mean? Right, but right, it just right. it, it it just doesn't. It just doesn't. I mean, it's not like a tuck isn't fooling anyone, honey. Th yeah, the tuck the tuck isn't fooling anyone. For this one time, the tuck isn't fooling anyone. <laughs> um it's it's a real it's a real it's a real problem. But I think that um I think that you listening to a podcast with Jamila is is kind of concerning. Are you okay? Or are you just are you just trying to kind of kick the tires on Neil's new output?
Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. <laughs> how Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh, and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole-body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long all one word find out why over 4500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair Nutrafol.com spelled n-u-t R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code how long. That's neutrafol.com promo code how long. I ha- I just I'm I'm an open minded player and for it, it was I was listening to it. I haven't finished the episode, but I was listening to it and I was like, oh, like she's kind of a f- like I understand why people like her and why she has become, you know, a famous celebrity and actor. Blah blah blah. She's like She's charming. She's kind of flirtatious. She has like a a little bit of a you know when you're like you're watching a rom com movie and you're like wait this is a hot chick but she like talks like a dude kind of like damn this is sick. There's a little bit of that going sure, on. Sure. And I was I was endeared to her qualities at first, but then as the episode ticked on, you know I think the reasons why people find her to be giving insufferability started to shine through, and she's talking about all of the stuff that she does and the the pains of her life and it's it's just a little like all right she's like the kind of person who who writes five thousand words on an instagram caption about a microaggression she suffered at erwan like that's her vibe (laughs) and she's like she's probably like 
She's probably like immunocompromised. She probably like can't do, you know, it's just all of the, she's probably got Lyme's disease. She's like one of those kind of <laughs> famous people where like everything is an affront to her well-being. Right. And it's just, it's all just weird. It's all weird. Everything is weird the way she, but it, but it is, it's mostly on social media. But then you throw celebrity on top of that already like tumultuous recipe that you have brewing and it that should activate like charcoal no it did it does it really put the goggles on you that, know what I mean? that should activate like charcoal but i i i'll i want to <laughs> i want to check out his his show how long has he been doing is it has it been on for a while and i just missed it or is it is it relatively new it's probably been on for like a year i mean it, it's, okay it's, okay. it's just a any regular you know comedian talking to other comedian podcasts but through the through the lens of mental health and and they discuss, okay i'm out <sighs> Or they try to stay on track and discuss. I'm out. I mean, <laughs> but it's based on his Netflix Netflix special, the Three Mics one, or a different one. Oh, the other one. Oh, the other one. Yeah. I mean, I the one that's called Blocks. Yes, I I didn't. That was too kind of conceptual for me. Sure, um, but the too scary. Three Mics I liked. I mean, The Champs is one of the best podcasts of all time. When it was good, like no one could touch that. I so I want to give him. I want to give him a chance every time. But I feel like he's gone too far down the mental health whole for me to kind of care anymore but what about are you into people that talk about using experimental drugs to mm. cure their mental health no that's kind of that that i mean that's i mean uh, i'm with you on the mental health stuff like I don't, I don't know how much i'm gonna learn from comedians that i haven't already learned from uh, <laughs> yeah, therapists sure, sure. but my own searching yeah exactly yeah <laughs> But I, I think some of the drugs, the drug stuff is interesting, you know, and, and like the experimental, you know, EMDR type of shit and ayahuasca and all that stuff. It's kind of interesting. There's nothing I about. could find less interesting because I, it's the new micro dosing. <laughs> it's just like another thing. It's just not. It's just like, yeah, that might work. Like you're not revolutionary. Like you're just trying something and it might work. I don't I don't find it that mm -hmm. like drugs are cool. And when you make them like they're supposed to fix you, deeply uncool. If it if it does fix you, that should be a happy byproduct. Yes, or yeah. side effects. Yes, yes, yes. That should not be the as soon as that becomes your sole intention for its use. Yeah, it becomes then it's it begins to suffer from dorkassery. Dorkassery. But that being said, when we talk to uh, Jeff Rickley about his story, hey, one if that on makes one, me a dork. Then dork me up. Sorry, I was I was like enthralled. You know, when he was telling me that story, like one on one, or you know, what, whatever, one on two, bro. Once we get Spaceman Three on this bitch, then we're gonna have the real <laughs> drug stories. I was like, that's amazing. You know what I mean? It was funny, but but hearing like comedians talk about, I just comedians, I don't, I have a tough time having sympathy for comedians because they're all like t a little too rich. They can anybody can shit anything out and get on Netflix. But they're they got not a lot all, of problems. They're not all a little. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like any other creative endeavor where 99.3% of them are living below the poverty line. Sure. Well, I'm not talking about the guys doing weekends in Tacoma, but I, I just mean that the the level of comedy, like the way we talk about this all the time, just the way that comedy and comedians are exalted in our world is so strange to me. Because I really try my best and I watch all the stuff and it's not good. <laughs> and then they and then they're just complaining about their lives. And I'm just, I guess though that's the whole thing. You have to be unhappy to be a comedian. That's the reality. Yeah, I forgot who I was. I was listening to somebody making a joke about about that about how um, comedians always talk about how they have 
self-worth and, and value and these depression problems and it's like and they're saying like bro it's, this is the only profe- profession where you charge people money to hear you talk yeah you obviously I mean, don't have these issues yeah you're good you have you have the audacity to charge 75 i think that well i think that in general in society it's really acceptable these days to just complain and be like a little bit like woe is me hard done by kind of vibe but comedians of course comedians did they, they they've they paved the way for that they 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 busted the trail wide open with with that kind of behavior they've been doing it since day one and now it's been embraced by yeah by every generation every kind of person that it's like social media is a place to go to get sympathy for my problems and i don't know if a podcast or a netflix special is really any different than that hey man just ask hassan dude i'm the or ask and, and ask one of the 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 dwindling mem, uh number of hassaniacs somebody re- sent me a dm and said that their his his stand called, community is called oh i didn't know that 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 could be a full joke bold face lie but it kind of works pretty me. it's pretty good either for true or not i like it i'm running with it also speaking of dms the last episode when we were with uh with young glaive which ended up being a, a quite a fan favorite episode. People really yeah, yeah. seem to latch on and love hearing us talk to a uh, six foot four child who has more money than us. Uh, yeah. That was fun for many people. <laughs> shocking, shocking that people wanted to listen to us talk to a hot teen about how he spends his money. But, you know, <laughs> I, I love it. I, I'm glad it happened. But we, we, uh, we were talking about how uh, we he wants to infiltrate the church and the synagogue and he wants when we were we were talking about how we want to go to a jewish event like a passover or something like that remember we were discussing that yes yeah and then i got a dm from somebody who i don't know what their name is but it's it's a private profile so i don't know anything about him and the message says hello one of your jewish friends here i'd like to invite you to a meal in la weekend of 929 in my sister's sukkah S-U-K-K-A-H. I have a great Allison Roman recipe for sukkah chicken. You just kind of put it on there. A little Meyer lemon is good. The hut the Jews build in their backyards and eat on for the holiday of Sukkot. Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with this. L-M-K, if you can make it. I mean, the idea of you going to a Jewish feast with strangers is very odd that someone think you would do that. But I do like that the invite was extended. (sighs) No, I mean... I like I like the sort of like calling the bluff out and be like if if you really want it step up type of shit, um, but it, I guess I do. It it does seem a little odd to to really just go to a stranger's home, uh, you know, private account person. Are is this somebody who doesn't like me and they want to uh, inflict harm on my family and I? Is this a smash and grab situation? Should I leave my phone at home? I don't know what it is. So if you are that person, send me another message <laughs> just with some basic info. If you are a Jewish friend of mine, I need to maybe know your tell name. Tell me your name. Yeah, I was gonna say name. Stuff like that. And then and then we'll go from there. But I just have to look out for my personal safety. I think the Jewish faith though is very welcoming, and I think this maybe is like I think religion in general is no cop. is the type of thing where people would invite strangers to f- nourish them in their home that's like what religion is for um but i am um it's also for making money and and uh grooming children i'm an adult and i don't i don't trust stuff like that and i i don't think they're gonna i don't think they're gonna try to poke you or anything but i do think that there could be some, <laughs> <Poke> me <laughs> some ill and in, ill intent on their part 
with that invite. It just seems okay. too. So you in your your. I mean, it's different for you because you're so buff and stuff. So you're kind of like, I wish a Jewish would in your mind <laughs> come at me, come yeah. at me with a stick or something. Yeah, no, no, with I a don't. Toolie? I don't want to Rabbi Tuli. I don't want to get in a fight with any rabbis or, or I mean, even non-Jewish yeah. people. I, I'm not interested in fighting, but <laughs> I am able to protect myself if it came down to it, and that's something that I think I would be. I don't know though. I feel like you have some some rage inside of you that could come out if it if it if it was fight or yeah, flight. Yeah, of course. And of you could maybe I, give but, a, a two a two piece. But, um, a two piece. My my Krav Maga and my Krav Maga instructor sort of taught me how to. <laughs> keep that on a leash a little bit and only bring it out when when i need to disarm somebody with a, okay with an automatic rifle or something like that yeah that's good that's that's actually that's that's nice that you've i didn't know you were studying the that art form but it is it does teach kind of it teaches sort of a a resilience and also uh you're you're able to really only attack when needed it's a respect for the blade but yeah i mean it's but, but speaking of rage like thinking back to all the times we were in you know high school age and and our friends would get in a fight with another group of people because they looked weird at us or they smoked a cigarette or whatever it may have been there the person the, the person in our friend group who always inflicted the most damage was always the person who had the most rage and angst the person who like hated their mom or their stepdad the most well, and that course. was the person yeah, 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 where, of course, of course, you know, you get in the fight, you knock a couple people out. One of your guys gets hit. One of their guys gets hit. There's a little blood. We're kind of nursing our wounds, going back to the car, and then the, there's the one person whose stepdad is mean to their mom, and he's crying <laughs> yeah. with blood coming out of his nose, and he won't stop hitting some guy because he like <laughs> honked his horn when he drove by, and everyone's like, "Dude, dude, dude, just stop!" And he's you like, got to relax. Ah! <laughs> that's true I, I do think that is i actually that's funny that you bring that up because i went to a um record store yesterday okay with my friend jesse who's like a big the, you've met jesse he owns kimball house but he's a big record collector mm -hmm. and we had a little time to kill and he's like do you want to go to this place i'd heard of it it's called disorder and it's like a new record store but it was started by these guys that are like f hardcore guys okay you know so it's got so I walk in and there's like the the amazing perfect vintage uniform choice shirt hanging up, sure, sure. and then I proceed to look through market price, you know, just check out some of the check out some of the crates, you know what I mean? And they have because they're trying to make money, of course. They have Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo and all like the new stuff. Mm -hmm. But man, it was really a trip down memory lane. There was some shit and some bands in there that I had not thought of since I was 14 years old. And it was really uh, a nice thing to do. I would recommend it to anyone. Okay, I mean anyone who has the ability to yeah. have all of these this perfect storm of things that happened to you. So what was there? What did you buy anything? Obviously, you don't have a record player, but no, I didn't. No, I didn't buy anything. I was just there for the fellowship and the experience. But like, what, what did you, what was your, what was your grail item there? Perhaps. Well, this is this is going to be well the the uniform choice shirt. Of course, there's an amazing. They had both a huge giant. Uh, ride poster that I posted on my story frame. They had a great oh, stone roses that. poster. They had a great stone roses poster as well. Um, but the they had like there was a kind of big spender seven inch box on the <laughs> on the counter, and um, there was of course some great gorilla biscuits and you know whatever. There was a there was a mm -hmm. um, dinosaur junior sub pop seven inch club 
covering Mazzy Star fade into you a classic. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just imagining you at the at the little kiosk <laughs> desk, and you're like, let me let me take a look at that uh, start today on purple. <laughs> And yeah, he puts the glove on. <laughs> no, the and pulls out the little velvet, <laughs> the velveteen tray, like yeah, you're like looking Cartier. at a, a, a <laughs> yeah, tennis yeah. bracelet at Cartier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, Mr. Black, <laughs> yeah, sit down. Do you want anything to drink? Um, but there was a still a there's sparkling. a band that. Do you know a band called Drag Body by any chance? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, okay. My I, my frame has been described as such in, by some haters no, in sure, my life. Sure. Sure, sure. No, of course. You're familiar with the phrase. But yeah, it's like a weird, it's a weird like Florida kind of metalcore band. But it was this this particular seven inch was put out by this guy, Jeff Jock, who was like an Atlanta hardcore legend. Mm -hmm. And I just had not. And it has all the stuff where it's like, you know, a guy on the there's a picture on the back and the guy's back is all cut up like that era of kind of like <laughs> blood razor razor blade. Of course. You know of what course. I mean? Like that whole shit. Tur and turn I of the century totally medical journals being Xerox. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, dude. Exactly. And I just, just totally forgotten about that. And this seven inch, I'm just looking at this and I'm like, damn, this really takes me back. And I can't believe that that was the aesthetic for a little while. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely right. Like medical journal scans and like blood. And he would put out test presses that had like hit human, like they would cut themselves and put blood on the test press. <laughs> this is not a joke. <laughs> and it's just so crazy that that was the vibe. Like that was totally the vibe and no one thought it was weird. Pre-COVID. Back when you could smear your own blood exactly. on your products and sell them, exactly, exactly, exactly. When you could smear your blood on a rate on a, on a kind of uh, <laughs> like there was this record that came out that was a a split. I believe it was a split ten inch, but it was the 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 record was shaped and like a saw blade. Do you know about this? Do you remember this? I used to own this. I used to own this. Okay. okay. I don't remember who it was, uh, but it was an amazing. I feel like we've talked about this. On the I, we might. Before. We might have talked about it before, but that that to me like defined like what? Why would you do? Like it's cool looking, I guess. But like when Mayor Hawthorne put out the seven inch that was shaped like a heart on red vinyl, that made a little more sense. You know what I mean? That's cute. That like appeals the 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 chainsaw vibes. It's crazy to me that that was like the. Was aesthetic. it Left for Dead? It was Left for it was. You know what? It was Left for Dead. Accurate. Hacked to pieces. Oh, it was out on no idea. Yes. Yes. Hacked to pieces. Nineteen ninety-seven gray vinyl discogs. What do we? What's it for? Seventy dollars. God damn it. Seventy dollars. Okay. I mean, that's it's it's honestly. But that was no the thing seventeen. I, seventeen. Oh, I'll buy this for you. This would be great for the house. I was looking at, but but look, it's got the blood spatters. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's got the blood spatters. I liked both of those bands, but I wasn't like a huge fan of them. But I, you go into a record store and you see a, a vinyl covered in blood, and the the record looks like a a saw blade that. Bob Vila would use. Yeah, what's and not it to says, like? Eat shit, fuck you all. <laughs> I'm like, take my. Here's my take hard my debit card. Here's my hard earned money. Yeah, it was just a. It was great because also these records, like there was a spaz record and a turning point. There were all these records that are expensive. Like that, the market value of this stuff is is gone up, and it just also, of course, made me con consider my age. Um, my big age, and, and like, damn, this stuff. This was literally five dollars, <laughs> and now it's a hundred dollars. Um, and that's just that's how the market works. Yeah. Did you? How did you feel? Did you feel like OG Big Dog walking in 
to this record store and you're like all my seeds are over here selling these hardcore things and no 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 that is not because of me i did but i did it's it's just nice to see it's crazy to me that in 2023 that a business like that can thrive it's so cool that that a business like that can thrive and like for now be i mean i think it's i think i think it's i think that world is only going to get bigger and bigger because i think that you have taylor swift paying for record store day and it, it allows for so many things to happen. I think that the economy can handle it. I really do. Yeah, I mean... Tapes, I, I don't think are going to happen. I, I guess as long as people keep only buying vinyl for ornamental purposes, then it doesn't matter because, like, you know, turn turntables, there's only so many of them in the world. Well, Thousands I mean, of vinyls are being pressed every day, but I don't know if thousands of turntables are being made every day. So as long as nobody cares about actually using them to play music, well, I think then, that's the th- it's just a, I think a it's, collectible item. That's fine. It's one of these beautiful situations where the collectible item trend fuels the business, and, and it's so cash positive that it allows for everything else to exist and thrive as well. Like I think it props everything up, and it's motherfucker hit me new, with a cash positive new interest. Yeah, I don't mean to. I didn't mean to go Ben Edger. Checking voice. out the vinyl EBITDA. <laughs> I didn't mean to go Ben Edger voice. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> but yeah, it was just it was it was it was just interesting, and it felt it felt good to see that stuff, and really a walk down memory lane. You know, it was it, I, it was what I didn't know I needed. To quote another hardcore band, catharsis is happening right now, isn't it, Chris? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I hope Brian Dingledine is listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> All right, we can't we can't talk about old guys rule hardcore stuff anymore. We're going to scare the hoes. Um, we we were mentioned in a lot of people are sending it to me, but we were mentioned in oh yes. friend of the show Lord's newsletter. Where by the way, Dua Lipa. Take a take a page out of her Substack. That's how uh, that's how a newsletter is done. I, I agree with that. I agree with but, that. But um, it was a beautiful it was a beautiful um kind of like life update that somehow included um us. Or she refers to as her uncles, I believe. Big uncles is that yeah, what it something was? Something like that. It was parasocial big cousins Jason and Chris. Yeah, which is great, and it, it linked to the show. And I I had heard rumor that. Uh, Lord, listen to how long gone. Um, but I'm, I'm, I love this confirmation, and I wonder if um, Lord stands have come on over to the dark side, or do you think maybe they didn't click on that hyperlink? How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp, you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent, so. For maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock, going through you know hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me, and uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting (laughs) therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. Korea World is a new cookbook written by Dookie Hong and friend of the show, Matt Rodbard. The New York Times best-selling authors of the book Koreatown. Korea World is a vibrant exploration of the evolution of Korean cuisine, both in Korea and in Korea towns across the United States, with more than 75 bold, flavor-packed recipes and stunning photography. The authors take an inside look at the exciting evolution of Korean food through stories of chefs, home cooks, as well as recipes that are shaping modern Korean cuisine. The book begins in Seoul, where the barbecue scene is pushing into new territory and where the city's third wave coffee culture is exploding. The tour continues with late night food adventures in Los Angeles, my hometown, and stops into the kitchens of innovative chefs from New York City to Portland who are putting modern spins on Korean classics. Recipes include giant short ribs, whole fried smash rockfish, and pineapple kimchi fried rice. I'm sad I didn't get to name the foods and you did. <laughs> Korea World is essential reading for anyone curious about the future of food. Available wherever books are sold. I don't know. I mean, I liked how cryptic it is by just saying, and for those it concerns, have been pilled by parasocial big cousins, Chris and Jason. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, you, I yeah. guess you have to be so compelled by the names Chris and Jason to click a hyperlink. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think maybe but for you'd those, be more compelled I mean, if you by are a super fan, Yeah, I mean, if you're obviously like a Lord super fan and there's all these hundreds of Stan accounts on there and they're tagging us in them and I'm seeing all these people into it. So like they're so into it, they're obviously clicking every link. So thank you for sending some, uh, some foot traffic over to us, Lord. Um, but yeah, I used to talk to her a long time ago. She used to listen to tall tales back in the day and we would sort of chit chat here and there and I would sort of try to loosely pressure her to come on the podcast and she would very kindly say no in a number of different ways for a number of different reasons. And I understand all of them. Sure. 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 <laughs> I think that the, I think that, you know, um, like a lot of people that we talk to to come on the show, uh, someone of her level probably wants to wait until she's got something to quote unquote promote, which I respect. Of course, you know, of course. Um, and the time, the time will come cause I can't wait to talk about down under with a real, real local. Yeah. But I, uh, I think she's, she's, she's from New Zealand, right? Yeah. Taika yeah. Watiti's New Zealand. <laughs> Taika. I mean, dude, we're, we're, we got to, are you, I'm not in, we got to get, we're going to Australia in like a month and I'm not in Aussie headspace yet. <laughs> Headspace. Headspace. <clears throat> Don't mention Headspace unless there's a promo code, Chris. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not in the mindset of... I'm not in Aussie mindset, and I don't know what... What do you think it's going to take well, to how, get there? Well, how, how would you even know that is something that you need to do? You know, you've never, you've never been. I've never been, but I feel like it's going to be a shock <laughs> to my delicate American system. No. And that I need to prepare. I need to prepare. No, no. It's not. It's very... It's everyone there... Is white and speaks English. Sure. So that part is easy in terms of the cultural shock and divide. But the other part is it's just like if Orange County was a continent. Okay. It's just like, what are you doing today? Just going surfing? <laughs> Having a brick, bricky burrito? Okay. I'm just, I guess that I'm, 
stuff I, like that. I guess I'm a little bit like uh, I feel like because we're only going to be there for like a week, that that amount that that flight time to be somewhere for a week, I might I might just feel awful the whole time. I mean, I guess that's true about like everywhere we go. Yeah, but yeah. do you? That's what pickleback shots and cocaine are for. Okay, Chris. Okay. Come on. I thought maybe the avocado would be so healing to my insides. And kind of the freshness of the eggs. Properties. Healing properties. I, I think, it, yeah, it's, the eggs have healing well, properties. Well, I guess one thing that we need to, to, that you can work on, obviously we don't need, or Duolingo doesn't exist for Australia, but one thing that we do need to work on, and this is not a you thing, this is more of a me thing, <laughs> the Aus- the Australian accent that we are doing in our mind is is technically a New Zealand accent, and that is wrong. So one rule of thumb that you'll want to keep in mind the new zealand you'll want you'll you'll have a tendency to go higher pitched mm-hmm. and when in doubt always remember when you're doing the australian to try and go lower well let me say this um i don't give a shit <laughs> and um i think that if it if i'm if i'm doing new zealand and that enrages the aussies then i think that's better I think that's good for us. I think that well, it's good we don't for me as I will go lower. I will go lower. I'll, I'm going now. I'm going lower down in Perth. <laughs> I didn't down in Brizzy. I didn't. Know. And then you're going to be over here. Hello, mate. Hey, mate. And they're going to be like, "Wow, TJ is so good. in in contrast, <laughs> in comparison." No, no, two two Beatlesy. Pull it back. That was that was a little. Well, you know, it's it's a work in progress. No, it's a work in progress. We have a month to get it together, but I'm I'm pretty excited actually. I, I haven't been. Um, I know that I will. Everyone that's from there it, it tells me I'm going to love it, which makes me think I won't. Um, but I'm still excited to try it. I'm excited to try it as well. I mean, yeah, we got to remember to bring our tennis rackets. Yeah, our hotel. Our, you said our hotel. Our hotel in a... Melbourne has a tennis court on the roof. It looks like, which is pretty nice. Perfect for sport. I know. I, I couldn't believe. Sporting. I couldn't believe how affordable the four. It's a sports. I couldn't hotel. believe how affordable the Four Seasons in Sydney was, though. Don't Some, say where we're staying. Something. No, I'm not staying there. We're just saying it's affordable. <laughs> dumbass why would you do that give us a docs <laughs> give us a docs then did um, you see did you see i wanted to talk about are you familiar with senator john fetterman yeah big fat big fat who dresses like a fucking construction worker and it, it really makes people mad uh, he dresses the, like we were talking about straight edge hardcore shows he dresses like the fat guy at the hardcore shows what he does he like. does he did he does dress like the He's the fat guy standing in the back at the trial show. That's exactly what he looks like. I'm going to Photoshop a tsunami logo on his Carhartt hoodie. But he said, so he he's agreed to wear a suit to save democracy. Um, but, but this New York, there's a New York Post story mm-hmm. where uh, the writer at the New York Post said, I dressed like John Fetterman and tried to eat at New York's nicest restaurants. <laughs> and I just wanted to. Is that a real thing that this person did? Yes. Yes. That is a New York Post story that is available now. Cool. And I just, I just thought that was excellent, excellent journalism. Everyone else is playing catch up compared to that type of shit. It's so funny and so smart. And I just, I just wanted to give that some shine of light on that because I was so impressed with that idea and that concept. Concept. I just want to see Sam Hine pull up in some dicky shorts <laughs> and a Carhartt hoodie for a for a six p.m. res at the grill. We'll be doing the duck press today. It would be it'd be really cool if they made if it was somebody. Unfortunately, the guy from from uh, New York Post looks 
kind of schlubby, not in the same way that Fetterman does, mm. but it would be more funny to make it to make Sam Hine do it. That would be really funny. Maybe for Halloween, Sam Hine. I know you're listening. You could do, yeah, Sam. Put H- that snatched little waist <laughs> in a 4XL Carhartt hoodie for Halloween. You'll be swimming that thing, honey. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good idea. Yeah, who are you? Uh, j- just try to guess. He's gonna look like. Um, he's gonna look like Ariana Grande in that. <laughs> <laughs> Ariana Grande stays in a 4XL hoodie with like a couple stains on it. That's 100%. She got a little Starbucks on her hoodie. Honey, you are not. You don't have your period every day, okay? Come on. Ariana Grande dresses like she has her period every day. That's exactly... That's so... What if she does have one of... That's one of those things that Jamila is like, actually, I do have my period every day. I mean, that's definitely... That's definitely Jamila's vibe. I mean, I actually... Love homewrecker Ariana Grande because I think she's just such a freak. Like the whole thing with that new guy who's like a, a gay Broadway guy who left his wife for her. Yeah. And just she's going to she's going to chew him up and spit him out in a way. She's just such a man eater that I, I really like the vibe. It's kind of old. You do school. like a man eater. But I'm worried about, I don't want her to get hooked on propofol or something like that because she's I would hate she's that. like three would, three clicks away from my, my Michael Jackson level. That's true. She she well, it's because of the ponytail, you know, that's what people think. Because her <laughs> it's pulled so tight on her head for so long that it's caused not only damage, follicle damage, but also mental damage. Snatch my mental. And it's a great ponytail. When you're so beautiful. snatched, it snatches your frontal lobe, cerebral cortex. <laughs> your lobe, your, your, your lobe <laughs> is snatched. I wanted to also. <laughs> um, I was really, I was really excited this morning because I was doing a Barry's class and it was all Drake. Okay, that was the that was how it was sold to me. All Drake because Drake's playing here in Atlanta. I think on Tuesday or something. So it was like a a pre party. It's the best instructor. Like the most ripped, coolest instructor. Saturday morning, 9 a.m. So it's packed, sold out. I was like, this is going to be fucking great. I'm going to hit a PR. This is perfect. And this motherfucker played only white woman remixes of Drake songs. There wasn't one original version. White woman remixes? Yeah, like like I mean, like it, workout, like EDM workout remixes. Like a like a chain smokers remix of a Drake song. Yes, type shit. Yeah, a chain smokers remix of of a Drake song instead of the real Drake songs, and it was it just really. I was of course still able to perform, but it wasn't. The, Were you shooketh? I was shooketh because I was really excited. I'm like, this is gonna be sick. He's gonna play all the hits like. But it was all only, only Chainsmokers remixes. And it was just such a crazy... I was like, that's that's not what I signed up for. You sold me a lot. <laughs> but you were you able to figure out a way to enjoy it? Or did you, have, did you throw off your... <laughs> I was going to say throw off your somethings, but I don't know what you wear at your Barry's class. Uh, I wear all, all Nike, of course. You, th- you threw your, your black... Mm-hmm. on black nike pro headband to the floor and said i'm out of here <laughs> exactly i stomped on my treadmill and said i'm out no I originals I, I was able to i was able to power through but i was there's also there was also uh um, a guy in the class this is a type of guy in workout classes that takes his shirt off before anything starts and usually you take the shirt off male or female after a couple rounds you're drenched in sweat you look good you feel good you take the shirt off you know whatever but there's a there's a a a trend i've seen in situations like this where a guy who shouldn't take his shirt off at all takes his shirt off before the class even starts (laughs) and i just don't understand that compulsion 
Well, some people feel free. And I guess also some people, if they're like, I only have this one shirt and I have to go oh, sure. to my I gotta go to my kid's soccer game after this or whatever it may be, I got to go pick up some chairs from CB2. <laughs> I'm going to towel off, air dry in the in the car and then throw this shirt on. could be something like that. I don't know. But some people just feel free shirtless, you know? Sometimes I think about whenever, like whenever I go to Hawaii, and you to drive, and, and you when you drive shirtless, it's one of the most amazing feelings in the world. Why? Why is that a Hawaiian? Th- that that strikes me as panhandle behavior. Um, Not necess- to, to me, it's it's giving Hawaiian because you're sort of like in the chopping from the beach. I'm going from the beach to the poke stand. Sure. To to beach number two, we're doing a you know it's all hot and wet and sunny and like. Everyone, it just has like this laid back attitude and spirit where like you you look weird if you're not driving shirtless. If that makes any sense, I, there's about a hundred things I'm going to do before I drive shirtless. That feels <laughs> insane to me, unless you are actually Hawaiian or actually from Florida, which and you are neither. <laughs> well, I'm of those sure things. I'm sure skydiving feels insane to most people, but to some people, <laughs> oh, it's so liberating. Yeah, that's I actually you know I think I would skydive. I've thought about this recently. I think I'm ready. Oh, would God. you do it? Fuck no. But would you... Okay, so you wouldn't do that, but you will take the helicopter from the seaport to to the airport with me. You will do that. Yeah, I won't I won't be like super stoked on it, but I for in terms of like the, the, the pro and con, like at least I get some convenience. I get to save an hour and 11 minutes sitting in traffic instead. <clears throat> so there's a win on the, on the other side of it. For, for otherwise, for skydiving, roller coasters any of this type of shit like the the pros do not outweigh the cons so that's why i stay grounded i get that okay that's 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 fair i i'm i'm a little more of a thrill seeker because i have um kind of nothing else going on yeah so i mean but also i know that like my goofy ass is going to be the one person who's like oh yeah this parachute the we forgot the backup one so sure, sure. you're gonna uh, die in 11 seconds you're the guy that's gonna die i mean i wonder if you're too I'm the big guys, I'm, I'm gonna get stuck on a roller coaster upside down in malaysia for, for three hours you know that it's just like that's it's not, not worth, worth it. it no i mean i wonder if you're too big to strap to someone's back in the tandem style you might be it might be an issue i'm gonna have to go with shack diesel it might yeah you and shack diesel skydiving that's we'll save that for tv um that's that can't skydive that's good stuff what do you he's too big i want to talk about dj them jeans hitting houston for his set if you don't have <laughs> if you don't have tickets yet i'm sure you can cop up there might be tickets available at the door yeah it was i was actually thinking about this mostly because i just checked in for my flight um right seconds before I hit record on this, and you would be proud to know that guess who's first on the first class list out of five? God, it's it's so nice, Stuart, comma Jason. It's so nice to see your kids grow up and kind of become <laughs> these great adults. And I'm really proud of you. <clears throat> I'm really proud of you. Just a few more flight. Once once we come back from Aussie, I'll be I'll be Doyman Medallion member. I can't wait for that. I can't wait till we're equals. I'm going to be checking so many logos. That's luggage. What is the what okay, so what Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm uh, the reason why I was thinking about it was it was this is sort of the first trip in a while where I'm sort of responsible for booking, maintaining oh. and, and organizing my own travel. So you're saying without Because because it's either it's either you or my wife. And I've obviously I've I've booked 
you know, hundreds of flights and hotels and travel things in, in over my lifetime. But it's now that I'm sort of tethered to you and, and my forever wife who excel at travel booking and have a lot of thoughts and opinions. And, you know, you, you guys are the IT guy version of move. Just move. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> move. And you guys just handle it and you do it because you're so good at it. You guys are organized. You have a system. You have a certain specific way you like to do it. And I'm kind of like, yeah, cool. That's my flight. Let's do it. Boom. Hotel has a door. Wi-Fi. Great. We're done. Um, so I, I found myself having to be like, oh, yeah, I have to like do this. And I have to blah, blah, blah. So I'm I'm feeling a little like it's it's a good thing that I'm only going to Houston for one day on a, on a Sunday afternoon flight. It's about as chill and easy to maintain as possible. Yeah. Otherwise, I would be concerned. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, but I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I think there's going to be some friends, some random friends there that I haven't seen in in town in a long time. It's a big food city, so maybe I'll get some food. The uh, Pedro, the guy who who booked me, who is a listener of this podcast, he's like, "Oh, afterwards I'll take you to this restaurant. It's like the horses of Houston. You know, we got to try and eat there before Pedro, it gets canceled." Pedro, I'd love to know why I wasn't kind of booked for a hosting. You know what I'm saying? Hosting. I, I, I don't. That's kind of crazy, but I guess. Yeah, Chris is so good at hosting pool parties. It's weird that you didn't contact his representation. It's kind of weird. It's it's kind of weird, but I guess whatever. Yeah, twin shadow. You know, <laughs> it'll be good to get a real DJ in there, and not these twin shadows and washed outs and all these <laughs> Danny Mastersons and all these people yeah, that he booked throughout all these the year. Professional DJs. Yeah, it's time for you to rise We're up. Gonna blaze, blaze, twin shadow. Do you have any? Do you have any? kind of new material you're adding to the set because of the pool vibes like are you know what i mean are you kind of tailoring it i might i might have to play um troy Sivan's new song which samples heavily from the indie dance classic bag raiders shooting star even you have heard that song chris i don't know if you would know it by name but the new people are very divisive over the new Troy song as well, yes, as much as yeah, they were the I last know, one. I know. I know. Well, I think that Troy is he's he's works with this director, uh, Gordon, and I think that a Canadian chap okay. who's and I th I think the videos are so good and so cool, and the music is just like fine, mm -hmm. and I think people have a hard time with that because like the videos, like him getting all the complaints for not putting any only like hot twinks in the first video mm -hmm. and then in the new video there's like one fat guy in the background of one <laughs> shot is the is an as amazing if, as if it's troll. a set design and not a casting issue yeah it's it's just so genius it's so cool and the videos are so good and they feel like they feel new kind of to me i don't know i think the level of choreography and the way it's shot it's just so good and I, if i listen to the song without the video i'm just like yeah this is fine well maybe maybe the reason why people are are sort of contentious or divisive or divisive on the subject is it may appear that that troy is only making music songs as a means to have a vehicle to create music videos sure I, so I, I mean i think with without one you can't have the other but i guess if we're you know we the girls and the gays need to listen to these bops in the club when we're driving around it's not always going to be a cinematic experience i have no, to be I, able to listen to it agreed in in other settings agreed i mean i wouldn't listen to that kind of music probably ever i just don't know when that would feel appropriate to me i mean i guess in one of your fruity little workout classes i've never heard a, i've never heard a troy savon song in a in that setting which is kind of crazy i mean even a, even even a w remix he's a he's a pretty gay guy 
nothing is gayer than a than a Aubrey Graham Barry's boot camp in Atlanta. <laughs> no, that's true. No, that's true. That's they should have called it the down low class. You know what I'm saying? That's what that was. <laughs> that reminds me, um, old old guest of the show, Michael Cubby. He I saw a tweet recently where the question was what what's the nastiest fruit in your opinion and he wrote aubrey graham he's a nasty little fruit isn't he that's good that's really but good. we love him we love him um speaking of of 6 p.m dinner reservation at the grill i wanted to talk about the danny meyer tweet where he said when danny meyer famously uh, a, a new york hospitality legend founder of shake shack union square hospitality union square all that shit wrote a very good um, front of house shouty book called Always Setting the Table, yes. a Bible of front of house shouties. Uh, when did a 6 p.m. dinner reservation become the new 8 p.m. dinner reservation? 6 p.m., the most prized table of the night. When did this happen and will it last? And there's so many theories and all these things. And to me, the answer is just COVID. That's that's when it happened, right? Also, I didn't know we were still talking about this. I feel like this is a, a bad Grub Street <laughs> article from three years ago. And I, I, I guess as Danny Myers, uh, come on, how long on challenge? But if you are a master of hospitality, shouldn't you have known that this shouldn't you? Uh, yeah. you, you have the physical data to pinpoint the exact moment when this happened yeah, no, because true. you that's have yeah, yeah, yeah. reservation books dating back decades and decades and you're so meticulous with keeping this information that you're you might be the best suited candidate to answer this question and i feel like the answer is covid right i mean covid and i think covid and sheltering in place i think covid but i also think people just are partying less so there's no True. reason to have a din a dinner that goes into like going hitting the club. You know what I mean? But are they partying less because of COVID? Is it does it all come back to the root no. of COVID? No, we're partying less because our we've been pussified as a people, and the only thing anybody cares about is mental health. I want to watch That's, Yellowstone. Everybody wants to stay home and be cozy and wake up early and go to yoga and have a tea. And that's fine, but that's that's why dinner reservation that's why 6 p.m. is harder than 8 p.m. because I think the reason you would eat at 8 or 9 p.m. unless you think you're European is because it's like, all right, we'll eat, we'll drink, then by the time we're done, it'll be 10, 11 yeah. and it's not crazy to head to the club then. Yeah, that and that's that's what I've did for all of my 20s and 30s basically. It's like yes. I'm going to go out and have this meal and it has to be butted up right next to the next thing or else, you know, stick a fork in me, I'm done. Like if I have to eat a meal then go home and sit on the couch pregame. Yeah, there's no way. And get the boys back together, you know, it's oh, it's over. So I have to go. It has to be a succession of events that happen boom 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 or else um the cadence is lost and yeah and i think that's the, the goon sesh is over and you got to start over. i think that's what it is i think that's really what it is more than i think i think COVID obviously is, but that but that's the that's the that's why it's happening but i guess the but why is that the reason why it's happening is the is the greater question i mean I'll, I'll, there's uh, people also mentioned and one thing i agree with is the decline of alcohol and the increase in in cannabis use and like you said which just comes back to wellness and stuff like that and don't say don't say cannabis you narc <laughs> cannabis consumption um <laughs> also um everyone is at home and during covid everyone made their house really sick and they're like why do i why would i leave 
I want to go back to my house where I have my weighted blanket. It's so insane, man. In all nothing, my episodes. There's nothing better in life than going to dinner. That's one of my top <laughs> things to do. Literally one of my top things to do. I do it every night. I know, but one of your least top things to do is go to dinner anytime after 7.30. Yeah, I, I don't... I don't 8 o'clock, 8.30, oh, 9. You don't do like to do that. And, and I, I, I don't do either. Nine. It's also um, just like a sleep thing. Like I, I go to sleep pretty early because I wake up pretty early. You know? Mm -hmm. And yes, that, that means I want to be in bed by 10. I, I can do it at 8 o'clock. Chris needs his 12 hours. Yeah, I need my 12 hours. But I do think that... I think going to dinner is is just one of the great joys in life, especially you know with friends, with your it's one of the only with your chick, whatever. But but it's it it has been b between like the the way people the way servers act and how hard it is to get a reservation and the whole thing. It's just it's not the joy has been sucked out a bit. I, I still persist, oh, of course, but it's like you know it's it's not like i went to two i went to staple house yesterday for lunch the place that we went that was delicious mm -hmm. had a great experience and then went to kimball house for dinner and had a great experience and i was like it, it was nice there wasn't a lot of jibber jabber the service was good <laughs> there wasn't weird tip pressure it was just a normal experience where the food is good and i left satisfied mm -hmm. and it's like that is so rare especially in new york yeah i mean it's i feel like there's a lot of similarities and through lines with even like a coffee shop culture type of situation totally, where totally pre co you know I, I talk about proof bakery sometimes a, a it used to be my local coffee shop in atwater and it was it was a cheers like situation everybody knows your name all the locals are there every morning you're saying hi you know hey can you watch my dog while i go do this thingy and it's it was a, a beautiful vibe and everyone's hanging out like how you watch on television shows of yore. And and now yes. you go into any coffee shop and it's a plexiglass window and there's a there's <laughs> yeah, a Nazi-esque line. There's no tables or chairs to sit on and enjoy. It's get in, get out, and give me a 27% tip. Um, and I'm not going to smile at you. I'm not going to say any words to you that are not required. Yes, yes. Of course I'm going to yes. go on to TikTok or Instagram and get served these coffee nerd ads and buy some weird contraption that's $4,000 and devote my life to making an amazing cup of coffee at home because it's not fun. It's not enjoyable to go out and do it anymore. It's a terrible experience. Like, we got to take down the plastic, guys. It's over. Like, stop. <laughs> All the all the partitions, like it's crazy. You still see them. It's like it's it it makes things feel inhumane. Mm -hmm. It li it literally makes every situation worse, and it just isn't necessary. But yeah, I mean, coffee's the I would say top one. But also the the price of coffee just continues to go up to the point where it's if you're going to a real place that's good, you're spending eight to ten bucks <laughs> yeah. on whatever it is. It's true. Which I don't really care. Like whatever, I'm going to pay for the bean I want. Yeah. But that is going to keep people away. Like the mean service and like proof is a great example of a place that was so amazing and the product is so good. You couldn't pay me to step foot in there. I know. I know. I, and and also when in, in comparison, you look at a company like Starbucks where they're like, all right, cool. This happens. Um, we're going to have every location be a drive through. Yeah. Nobody has to get out of their car. But every time you go to a Starbucks they're nice to you. They like are the, the the person on the other end of it who hands you your drink and all that shit. They're like normal, nice people. Yeah. Why can't anyone else do that? Because it's not a non-binary with a mullet and keys hanging from their no, belt. No, it is. It is not the same way. Because if you work at Starbucks, you're you're down 
with corporate overlords. Overall, yes, I agree. But I've there's nobody can get a job anywhere anymore, so you have to do that. I mean, I was there's a local Starbucks by my house, and there's a a very non-binary looking person who is ringing me up. You know, blue hair, green hair, uh, a they them pin on the sh- on the on the shirt or whatever. We walk up. And they them was like, "What's up, guys? How you guys doing? You guys want a thingy? Here you go." Hey, like normal, yes, yes, not normal, not grunting, just normal. Not, but also like not grunting and spinning the screen around to you, and it starts at thirty percent is the only option. <laughs> we don't have it. We're out. We don't have it. Versus when I went, I went to Proof Bakery last week, and there was a person. Oh, then the barista. I was like, "Let me get a a, a whole milk cortado," and they, he was looking and didn't look up at me didn't say anything to confirm <laughs> that he heard what i said it was just that and then it's crazy takes forever to make this thing and doing the thing where you tap the wall the the milk thingy oh yeah gotta tap tap it 75 that's times. like you that's like you that's you with the q button you have to respect that <laughs> it's true and then you know uh, finally the cortado comes and goes oat milk cortado and i was like oh i, I said whole milk and he's like and he, he looks looks up at me you know straight face no smile no apology no i'm sorry no whoopsie daisies no oh let me make it he goes did you want that and then i said yes <laughs> and he said okay and then 11 minutes later and it's just like i'm i'm never coming here again no no croissant is that good nothing is good enough to to wait that like it's crazy like the, the it's it's just so all of it is insane but if that's your dream job and you devote your life to the art of baristaing why do you look suicidal well because i think if you if you're doing what you love i well because first of all 99.9 percent of people that is not what they love that is what they are doing for insurance and at starbucks <laughs> that's a very if you work at starbucks you're not doing it for the love you're doing it for the insurance and the the pretty i think the pay is pretty good no well that's, that's my everyone at starbucks seems to love what they're doing there i mean not unless you go to the airport or a grocery store starbucks. i mean I, well no i think it's i think it's just corporate culture baby like the culture at Proof is shit, yeah, and the culture at Starbucks is somehow better, which doesn't really make sense on paper. But I hate to poo-poo small businesses, but I love small businesses. If like Cafe Integral that I go to all the time, not the experience. Like everything's pretty normal there. It's cool. The product is good. Like they're friendly, and I think that's why it's been able to like thrive. The one, the one around the corner from um, the No No, the No Leash. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just a bunch of nice people, and they're like, "What up?" Here's your food. Here's your drink. Later, bro. They make their they make their own almond milk for God's sakes. Mm. What what you know that is a it's it's unbelievable. But anyway, that horchata. How long gone? Catch them jeans in Houston. Um, holding it fucking down. He'll be playing all your all your favorite chopped and screwed smashes. If you're listening to this episode, the second it came out. I already happened to DJ, so you're gonna have to drive around Houston to find me. Okay, but somebody sent me a message saying. Hey, Houston's ready for you. I, I was at some place and I saw one person wearing it was it was like two people talking. I forgot where they were, maybe at a coffee shop or a restaurant or something. One of them had a gone hat and the other one had a Paris Review hat. So it was like you you guys are you guys are Jesus influencing Christ. in Houston. If I if I was r- randomly walking to some place in Houston, Texas and I saw saw that, I would be shooketh. Yeah, in a good way. Shooketh. Good shooketh. Yeah. Uh, lastly, really quick, when we were talking about the different what what signifies a hoagie when we were talking to Huas yeah. blood 
Oh, here we go. I'm sure somebody let you know. <laughs> of course, many people let me know. And it's sort of something that I also already knew, but I think the distinction difference between a hoagie and a submarine sandwich, the sort of West Coast versus East Coast, a traditional pure hoagie will never have mayonnaise on it. Oh. It's, a, it's an oil and vinegar is the wetness. Okay. All right. So they, they like it wetty. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I don't like mayo, so I guess I'm a hoagie head. Yeah, I guess you're a hoagie head. And, and Uncle Polly, friend of the show, Uncle Polly, a known hoagie, hoagie man, he he's talked about the importance of of the little ingredients. Like when you think of a sandwich, you're thinking, you know, the meat and the cheese and the bread has got to be bomb. But sure. but he's putting a lot of focus onto like the shredded iceberg lettuce. And I think that thing that's an afterthought for most sandwiches, for most people, it's like we have to preserve this iceberg lettuce in such a way and the mayonnaise will slop all over it'll look like burning man trying to get my rav4 out of the mud sure just a little oil and a little oil and vinegar makes the iceberg dance yeah that makes sense to me uh, as a guy who likes sandwiches i might try to hit jimmy john's tonight actually you just put me in the mood that's good stuff yeah, i want to wrap my lips around a nice five dollar foot long um how long gone <laughs> uh thank you guys for joining us uh tickets uh webster hall new york city december 2nd Los Angeles, California, uh, November 11th, the El Rey. Those are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. Mm. Um, Australia, Melbourne, Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. Melbourne's first. I think there might be a few tickets. Boston, we're going to announce all this soon. Um, sorry, it's just we've been busy and like you're in Boston. You can wait. Yeah, Boston, you guys know what's going to happen. And we're going to have um, our tote bags with Pacific Tote Company. Those are going to be up pretty soon. So start. Yeah, hopefully first week of October is the idea. Fire up your Klarna accounts and get ready to make four easy payments <laughs> to buy a How Long Gone tote bag. They're, yeah, they're, it's yeah. a limited run. They're very nice. They're very well made. They're very cool. We're very happy and proud of them. Exactly. Thank you. But the tote bag is a ballers only situation. That's, sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it'd be like that. How Long Gone? Uh, thank you guys for listening. We're back next week with more podcast. Get your tickets. We'll see you soon. Where the days are short and the nights are long Where they walk and I'm a big fish And I'm just fishing